Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. Hello there. Welcome to the Diversity on a Hill podcast special edition. Yeah, this I, is like breaking news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right I, I'm, here. I'm PJ. And I'm PK. And um, I'm not, we're just going straight on the hill today. Yeah, we're going straight on the hill. I'm not bringing my normal energy because, well, this is, you're listening today. We're actually recording this one on the day it's coming out, which is weird for us. It is. However, we did feel like we needed to address what we are going to address today. This has been an interesting week, Curcio. Yes, it has. All right. So let me ask you. Yes. Wednesday, just a couple days ago. Yep. January 6th, 2021. So 2021 starts off quite interesting. With a bang. (laughs) Woo. It's like 2020 to be continued. (laughs) <laughs> and here we go. Um, so Wednesday, we had, a, uh, I think most people know by now, especially if you listen to this podcast, I think that you're kind of in tune with some of the things that happen around the world. Um, we had uh, the Capitol building got, uh, what, what's the right word? I'm trying to say the right word for it. It, it was compromised. It was compromised. Um I don't know. I want to use the word bum rushed. But. It, it was. I, I think bum rushed is probably a right term. Or blitzed. I don't know. Blitzed. It was. Let's just say it. it this was an interesting day. I'm going to ask you. So because I was. I got the news. I'm driving. Me and my wife are doing some errands in Atlanta. And, and my wife is reading some stuff off of Facebook. Huh? And I'm not sure. Maybe she quite understood, but she said later, well, yeah, I, when she was reading these things, I didn't quite understand. I didn't realize the seriousness of what was happening. Right. I just thought, oh, a small group of people got in the Capitol building and are taking pictures. And I was like, oh, well, I did say this. The first thing that popped into my head was, huh, I wonder if this was a Black Lives Matter movement was doing this. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what the reaction would be. But I didn't know what the reaction was at the moment, to be honest with you. I, mm-hmm. I had no idea what was happening. Did you realize more so? I did not. Uh, believe it or not, I was on the phone uh, with a friend, and he was like, oh, they just uh, got into the Capitol building. And I'm thinking, okay. Like, I wasn't really sure what was happening, honestly. I, I wasn't even aware that Trump was having a rally. I had heard he was having a rally, and I thought that was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, so I didn't have any, like, okay, that's interesting. I, I really didn't understand the magnitude of what was taking place either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't until later on that I got a couple of notifications on my phone that I was like, oh, oh, wait, what? And then I started investigating, reading those articles, and then... I said, I need to turn the news on because this is <laughs> this is like wild. And then that's when it, it hit me. Like I knew that they were going to go ahead and ratify the votes uh, on the 6th. But I 
everything else that went with that, I was I wasn't aware. Yeah, this ratification of the votes has been put in a new spotlight. I had heard they were going to do it, but I really didn't realize what it was. I knew that Pence was going to be, had to be involved in this. And so I knew that it was an interest, it was going to be an interesting day for that. And I knew that some of the governors were going to try to argue for, for some of the states. And I thought, oh, well, th there's going to be a little bit of drama. Right. And I didn't realize when I heard Trump was going to have a rally, it was really weird because it was after the Georgia runoffs. Yeah. So why are we having a rally when everything has been determined? And then I saw, oh, the rally is, what purpose was this rally to serve? So it was an intentional rally yeah. to get them to overturn the votes. But get who to overturn? That's what I'm not sure here. Because oh, the Electoral College. <clears throat> because the Electoral College ultimately is the one that votes in the the president. Right. So on the day of Electoral College, on the exact day, right. he's going to have a rally with citizens who aren't in Congress to rally them. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. how can you rally citizens when the vote is happening that same day? It's almost like too late unless... And... That's what I'm, I'm like, I, I, I can't wrap my mind around this. Let, let's have a rally two weeks earlier, one week earlier, so you can write your senators, so you can make your voice heard. And right, but he, he had already lined, uh, lined up, well, I think it was 16 was the initial number of senators that were going to... Um, I thought it was 11, but maybe 16 eventually. Well, well it was... I, okay, so I guess it depends <laughs> where... But media source no I, and i might have to, read it earlier in the week but no 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 it's were. fine it's fine no no it's fine the, the point is they were they were there were 16 or less right that were gonna go ahead and and talk about it that that detail doesn't matter sure but, but I, I get that part i get the part that he had some congressmen or senators ready to argue right the point. but but his in his speech though he says we're gonna go ahead and cheer them on we're gonna march to the capitol building and we're going to cheer those brave senators on. No, that was actually different. He's like, we're going to give courage to the weak ones <laughs> because the the strong ones don't need our help. They're okay. already strong. Sure. Well, but the point is. Sorry, I'm you know, maybe arguing mute points. No, no. <laughs> All I'm saying is, uh, number one, I agree with you. What is the point of having a rally after the fact? Yeah. Like you've already been told there's nothing you can do. Multiple times doesn't matter what platform you watch media outlet they said there is nothing he could do to change the results of the of the election so it was like what is the point what are you rallying for like like it's not going to change anything and so that's an interesting component to this whole story um and and so realize we're kind of processing this once again right I mean, pretty much when this story is fresh, but we did feel like it was important to kind of process this together because I'm hoping that we can learn some things on how to process through this and maybe how to have some dialogue. So that night when I get home, I realize, oh, wait, I didn't realize how serious this was. I mean, someone, someone had gotten shot. Yep. 
Um, the senators were went to like their bunkers into their places. Yep, a curfew was set for six o'clock. Nobody paid attention to it. Yeah, well, let me not say nobody. Most didn't pay attention to it. And I didn't like. I heard things of people taking pictures in the Senate, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of <laughs> goofy and funny." But then when I sat down and thought about it, I'm like, "Oh wait, they broke into the Capitol building." Mm-hmm. A government building. Yeah. And kind of ransacked it. Yeah. I see pictures of some people. There was a picture of someone taking a podium out yeah, with them. They took the lectern with them. I mean, he became a meme, instant yeah, meme, I but still. Do you think he still has that? I don't think he got away with it. I, I don't know if he did or didn't. But, wow. It, and then you started seeing pictures of guns being pointed at people and through like the window. I mean, it was. It was crazy when I started to really start thinking about this. Right. So when I started watching it live, mm-hmm. um, it was close to when the curfew was issued. Mm-hmm. Right. And I immediately called a family member of mine who uh, works in intelligence for oh. the military. Right. Whoa. And um, you have connections. I don't know about connections. <laughs> he. he uh, yeah, that's called connections. Because he has uh, certain top secret clearances. He doesn't talk to me about anything. But the point was this. I was like, dude, what is going on? What, how, how did this happen? And his words, he didn't give me permission to quote him, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyways. Paraphrase him so you don't need the, the permission. All right. So, so, so the idea was... <laughs> This was not a surprise to them. Like they were prepared for something like this to happen, supposedly. But the Capitol Police did a horrible job of managing this. Now, obviously, this is the day, uh, two days after, and you're seeing the flurry of uh, people that are just um, resigning now mm-hmm. because of how the how significantly the ball was dropped in handling this. I mean, I mean, think about this. How many arrests have you heard have taken place since the, since the, uh, all of these riots? Actually, that's something I wanted to talk about because the information has changed and differs from place to place. Right. So this is part of what I want to talk about. I don't know. You tell me, do you know? No, I'm, I'm, gonna look it up as we're talking about it because kind of know because i was like there's it doesn't seem like there's been a whole lot all right so that's something i want to talk about all right is the information we get and how we process it okay go ahead because i I believe this is very important a, a part of it and we'll probably talk through a little bit more at first i was seeing on instagram uh things like no arrests were made um no arrests have been made right all this kind of stuff. But at BLM movements, there's always arrests, thousands of arrests and all these arrests. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started and I was like, oh, wait, that's that sounds wrong to me. I can't believe they did that. So my, my first initial reaction was, jerks, how could they not arrest anyone? Right. Then later on, as time went on and, and more reports and there was more understanding of it, I did see where over 40 were arrested. The the latest one I saw was 50-something were arrested. Okay. And uh, four deaths was the last thing I saw. Yeah, uh, right here I'm looking it up. Global News reports that there were 68 arrests, but that was 23 oh. hours ago. 
Well, that you see, so it's getting, I, I do think some arrests happen after the fact as they have started to identify people. Right. And so that's something I, I that's one of the aspects I want to talk about how we process things like this, especially in such volatile times right. where it seems like, and I think it's even more than it seems like, it, it's almost like we have two different countries and two different I, ideologies right now. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, we just had an election in Georgia. Yes. Both Democrats won the Senate seats. Mm -hmm. Um, however, the margins were pretty thin. They were. If you think about it. Oh yeah, They absolutely. were split. What, 51% to 49%? It was close. Some was even 50%, like 50.4% to 49.5%. So that, so you see here, and, and what I've been seeing in the political sphere and, and with my ears to the ground and, and, and you hear on the news or you hear from, you know, people you know, mm -hmm. there's a very you're for one side or the other. There's not a whole lot of people that are like, you know what, I'm I'm okay with whatever. I just hope the best thing happens or I'm not sure who I'm voting for right now. It's very polarizing right now. There's Right, it has been. Yeah. And the fact that the things are so razor thin. We almost have a 50-50 split in this country. Well, yes, uh obviously the voters that turned out for the runoff was much less than for the presidential election, but in the end, if they're a representation of where we stand, it is. But I mean, I mean I'm, what I'm saying is almost 50-50 of the people yeah. who voted. Yeah, exactly. And we're talking close to 5 million votes. Right. Is what I saw close to that. I don't right. know. Right, yeah, yeah. But what, I'm, but I'm, what I'm also saying is that they're very polarized. Yeah, I mean, there is not a lot of middle ground. But, right. but again, so how we process this information, which is coming out little by little, mm -hmm. is it, it kind of takes me back <laughs> to, uh, I don't know if this is where we want to go, but I'll, I'll go here just briefly, um, how truth and light is progressive. Mm. Like through time, we don't yeah. have all the truth right off the bat, mm -hmm. only because we read the Bible once through it's not all of a sudden we understood all the concepts, right? right? As we continue reading it year in, year out. And gradually draw closer to God, have other experiences with him. Our faith continues to grow. All of that happens. Mm -hmm. We gradually receive more light. Right. And I believe that this is also how this goes. So uh, we want to be careful. I want to be careful how I address uh, certain truths, quote mm. unquote, that yeah. I discover mm -hmm. as I go. Because it could be truth for me and I don't have all of it yet. Right. And this is what we're realizing even with this, because really it, it, but the bottom line, and I think we're going to hover around this conversation uh, a little bit more, is how fair the circumstances were. Yes. And I know that's kind of where where we're probably going to. Well, we're going to talk about that a around, lot. Right. Right. Because of what we've seen. Right. I, I do want to hover around that a lot, but I also want to hover around. Why do we view what is fair and how do we view that? Um, right. I think that's kind of an important thing, thing to do. So, you know, you're saying, well, I don't know how many arrests were made. Right. And like I said, at first I had heard no arrests were made. Right. right. This just shows the difference. Right. Right. Then later on you find out, no, that's not true. And, and I want to teach our audience and I'm trying to learn this every day. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't do a good job in a couple instances when it came to this situation of where I jumped on something really quickly. Mm -hmm. And that's why 
when we had a conversation about doing this podcast, yeah. I was still a little wary. Yeah, we were. We we were. I mean, I was out of town. Because I <laughs> came back early just to have this conversation. Yeah, but we were wary because I don't want to jump into a conversation with my raw emotions and not have correct information or have had the correct time to process it before I have the conversation and jump to conclusions and get people mad and even get myself mad. Right. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I don't want to interrupt you. I know I just did. How but, dare you? But, but the truth is not our audience. They know that in real life, we don't always have the whole opportunity to process like this. And this is why you and I are venturing out and saying, let's go ahead and have this honest and open and raw conversation right off the bat. Like mm -hmm. we haven't really, we've processed it as much as you have pretty much up until this point. And what we're saying is, you know, we try to be careful with what we say, but we want to be honest at the same time. And we realize that in your reality, you probably don't have the chance to go ahead and process thoroughly. So we're saying, what does that look like when I, you're having these conversations? I would say this though. We do find in the social media era mm -hmm. that people are processing right, right, right away. Yeah. Verbally. I mean, they're, they're processing while sharing. Yeah. And to me, that's a little scary. It is. Because it doesn't, it's not conducive to true reflection mm -hmm. and true like processing and good. I, I, to me, and this is, this, maybe I'm old school, but social media has a lot of uh, um, troubled areas when it comes to this kind of idea. And that's why I feel like sometimes the cancel culture is so great. And mm -hmm. sometimes why we we're quick to a jump to assumptions, which is one of our rules not to do right about a situation and about people who say something about the situation. Right. And, and not giving them time to process. And part of the problem is because people aren't processing it before they spew something out. Yes. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know about you, but I've done that a couple times with my wife and have gotten into big trouble. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. And I'm guilty of that. And too. friends and my kids. I've yeah. done it to my kids too. I mean, it happens. So, so this is why we say we want to go ahead and have this conversation now because what, what social media does is it allows us to put our thoughts out there, our unfiltered thoughts um, out there. And what ends up happening is we get backlash because other people are unfiltered and haven't processed completely either. Or they get different different information than we do. Just like I said, when I saw that Instagram, no one's been arrested. No arrests in this thing. Yeah. And my first thing was like, I can't believe it. And then as reports started to come in, you realize, oh, wait, that's not true. Right. So be careful what you put out there, number one. That's really what I think PJ's trying to get <laughs> Please to. be careful. And be careful what you read. Fact check. Yeah. Fact check. We're, I'm gonna, we're gonna have a a clickbait about that next time that we record because At some point, yeah. we got caught up with a clickbait. We did. And so, but I but it's the same principle of do your own fact checking. Give also give space and time for things to breathe. Now, there are certain things which, in this situation where you could probably say something right away. Yeah. And I, and it's proper to do it at times. Yes, yes. Again, we're, we're getting at that, at that tricky zone where yeah. we're saying, look, we don't want you to hold back in, in your position or what you want to share. 
I think what we're trying to say is be careful what you share. And if you share something and then realize it was wrong, then own up to that. Yeah. Like, and just say, hey, look, I'm, 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 I am open to modifying my statement <laughs> or my position based on additional information. I mean, it, that's the, the challenge comes in when when we don't have a purpose with which we're just sharing. If we just want to share to be heard, mm-hmm. um, you run the risk of of finding people who are not going to agree with what you're sharing. Yeah. Sing a song if you just want to be heard. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right, l- l- OK, let me ask you this. Yeah. Go ahead. If this was not the group that it was, let's say if BLM was there or an Antifa group, mm-hmm. would we have this situation happen? Uh, situation as in them actually getting into the Capitol building? Sure, yeah. I don't believe so. Okay. But that's my assumption, and I'll tell you why. Okay, don't g- give me, because that's where I want to get into the this. last time we saw that, that there was word that BL, BLM was going to have a protest in Washington, D.C., they had the National Guard standing out there. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a National Guard. And here's my question to you. you. You heard that they were prepared for it. If they were prepared for it, why was the National Guard not there? And that's what that's what we, what we were talking about. He right. pointed out they were deployed. The National Guard was deployed for this. Okay. They just were not in place. But, and this goes back to the whole concept that the Capitol Police just fumbled this tremendously sure so why were why did they fumble it why was this because they they figured that it wasn't their assumption Mm -hmm. was that it wasn't gonna turn bad okay and and this is where i'm getting at because i've had a long conversation with a couple people who think the same as me and who think different than me okay why were they assuming it wasn't going to turn bad well, I don't know. I can't, I can't speak for them. That information I don't have. Because I've heard a couple things. Like, So I've had a conversation with, with a good friend of mine who basically said, hey, listen, they weren't prepared and weren't ready because most of these Trump rallies do not turn violent or destructive. Okay. Do you agree with that? Well, they haven't shown any, I mean. I mean, some have, be- some have been violent. Violent, I have seen but not some destructive. Violent, not destructive. So, in a way, I kind of agree with that. Okay. But in another way, I'm, I'm like, well, you, have you given them a reason to be destructive? Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I, I go back to what we were talking about as we were prepping to record. So, so they, they would assume that it's not going to be bad, could turn violent, Maybe not destructive, but again, it's the assumptions. It's the assumptions of 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 those that are involved and what they have, um, what they have seen or what their their experiences or what they how they expect certain people to behave. Mm. And I think that that's what what makes the stark difference between how they prepared for this riot or mm. sorry this protest. No, this was a riot. Oh, sorry. Okay, let's, let's, yeah, yeah, but th- it wasn't called that. So this rally. No, it was. It, well, the rally turned, turned into, into a different. So, and here's something. I, I, another thing we need to be careful about. Sure, go ahead. Everyone at the rally was not at the Capitol building. Agreed. We need to make sure that because when people criticize Black Lives Matter riots. Yeah. And they said, this, these, 
this is what the, happens when you do this. There's these protests. They're really rioters. We made sure we differentiated um, protesters versus rioters. Right. The people who stormed the Capitol building were rioters. Right. But I want to make sure that at least I'm being fair and consistent that everyone who was at that Trump rally was not one of those rioters. I want to make sure we don't throw everyone into that. No, you can't. We're, you can't. We got to separate the rally. Now, I do believe that the rally, in my estimation, fueled a group right. to do what they did. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, they were emboldened by some of the statements and comments that were being made. Well, let, let's call And here's, I've been very wary to be critical of Trump. But I got to be honest, in this one, I... I believe Trump dropped the ball, but more than dropped the ball, he incited this to happen. Well, his son, too. If you heard, you know. Well, I, everyone, I the rally clips. was an incitement. Right. What I'm saying is there were clips about what the son said and what Trump said, too. Right. Then when you hear those things, I mean, there, there are some that, that had a plan. And I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little cautious about that. But I and here's if you haven't heard the clips, go hear the clips of Trump. Trump is basically saying we got to fight for. We're never gonna concede. We're never gonna give up. That's not what we do. Right. Uh, he said we're gonna go to the Capitol building. We're gonna walk to the Capitol building and we're gonna encourage them and we're gonna. And now that's not saying we're gonna storm the Capitol building. So we got to be careful. But there is definitely a. There didn't seem to be a peaceful tone to what he was doing. Yeah. But where I feel like it's even more egregious, Curcio, mm -hmm. is that when the Capitol building was being stormed, you saw tweets and you saw comments from other political parties, even Pence, say, stop this, you're doing wrong, This, these are rioters, this is unacceptable, these are, you know using very strong language. Yeah. However, Trump's response was, hey guys, let's keep this peace. Remember, we're the thing of law and order, but this was stolen from me. Yep. And then, he sends out a video after a while, after they, they say, hey, you need to tell them to stop. The video is Trump basically saying, hey, listen, stop, please stop. We need this peaceful, no, no violence, no hurting. But I know how you feel. This is bad. This is whatever. I love you guys. You, you see how they treat us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not, if this was a BLM movement or someone who disagreed with him, yeah. he would not have used those words. Oh, absolutely and not. I, and we, we have proof from his own Twitter, by the way. His own Twitter. Which was disabled now donald until. j trump may 29 2020 regarding black lives matters protests when the looting starts the shooting um, when the looting starts the shooting starts yeah there's also quotes of him saying hey listen if you go into a building if you do destruction we're going to prosecute you in 10 years in prison yeah okay here's the here's the here's the quote uh from donald j trump january 6 regarding the the, the nationalists attempt attempted i don't i don't necessarily want to use this word but the coup of breaking into the U.S. Capitol. Right. Go home. We love you. You are very special. Yeah. 
I know how you feel. Those are the terms he used. Mm -hmm. Very contrast terms to what he used to people who disagreed with him, who were do I, I do you know some of them were doing damage, and I, we need to make sure that we address that. Yeah. However, these people were doing damage, and they entered into the Capitol building. Yes. I don't think people realize how unbelievable that is. Well, again, I, and I, oh, go ahead. and on top of that, mm -hmm. on the internet there were threats that they were going to drag out senators, yeah, and that they were going to, you know, take over. That their people have even used the word civil war, yeah, and to not be ready for that, and also for the president to not discourage but kind of encourage it mm -hmm. is downright irresponsible. I agree. Um, now, this takes me back to what I was saying earlier about the expected behaviors of some. Mm -hmm. And and in all fairness, my uh, I remember uh, Dr. Keish. He was my ethics professor um, at, at the seminary. Uh, he passed away now. Um, he said that there isn't enough fairness to go around mm -hmm. uh and honestly in this sin riddled world there isn't enough justice either and what what gets me is and this is the same comment i made to my family member um that you know that works in intelligence i was like this should have never gotten to this point they should have never had i mean just think about how um, the the protesters, mm -hmm. when they got a little chippy and edgy, we're talking about tear gas and we're talking about um, rubber bullets, rubber bullets, and now, uh, and all these other additional right. protections. Right? Mm -hmm. There's no re there ha there aren't a whole lot of reports that these things were happening. As a matter of fact, there was a video circulating that the people who were using like a smoke bomb and that kind of stuff were the were the the rioters i i did hear there was tear gas i don't know if that was from the rioters or the police i did hear there was tear gas because they gave the senators masks right. and they were told that there was tear gas yeah um i did see a video of a police officer spraying someone as they're rushing yeah, with mace with mace yeah i did see that i've seen well. that and, mm -hmm. and so we need to make sure that we are somewhat fair there was a shooting uh, one was. of the protesters got Inside. shot. Yep, she she did by one of the by one of the Secret Service, I think, is who it was. Yes. but they have or been able to or law enforcement of some sort. Yeah, so yeah. we do have, and and that's another thing where I think we need to be careful because a lot of people are saying, "Well, there was no tear gas." Well, there was reports of tear gas. I don't know who had it or at, or had it or where it, or where it took place. Yeah, um, there did seem to be, in my mind, less evidence of a lot of force used on. The police side. And even on the other side, I didn't see a ton of. Oh. Dude, there were officers that were running. Yeah. Like, there's video yeah. of this. And I get it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there was also a report that there was an officer that they they eventually got to that was crying, saying, I want to be able to go home tonight. Mm -hmm. So I get I get that. I don't I don't fully blame them for that. But the officers that were posing for selfies. There's videos of that circulating as well. And that's that's ridiculous. Which is like... Now, I do want to be fair. 
We don't know if ever at a Black Lives Movement there was an officer taking a selfie during a... And and here's the thing. It's so different because we need to be careful on how we address this because those were protests for the most part, but some of those protests became riotous. Yes. And And that's one of the reasons why I continually tell people... That, yes, I understand the reason for looting. You know, when we talked about Martin Luther King. Yep, yep, yep. Remember we we talked about about that? that. Yes, we did. How it's the voice of the unheard. Unheard. Yes, yes. And we talked about the difference between peaceful protests and is there a need for protests that are go beyond peaceful? And I said, peaceful protest is really the only way to make true, deep change. Yeah. The other one may work for a time, but it's temporary. And here's what it does. Now I'm hearing some of the same excuses and reasons for this uh, riot Mm -hmm. as to some of the other riots. Well, I I heard it today in a conversation I had. Listen, some are saying that this is happening because their voices weren't heard. Okay, I I, I hear that argument. And and they've said that. No one's listening to us. No one's seen the proof of uh, this stealing of our vote. Correct. And this is why uh-huh. I'm saying there is diff- there's a stark difference here. Mm-hmm. The difference is we were told there was no fraud. But I and underst- so they didn't have proof. I understand that. They didn't have proof. No, no, that they there feel was- like they have proof though. There wasn't. Like okay. it was told time and time again. There no, were no, no, judges no, no. that said there isn't enough proof for you to be able to come in and change this. So 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 here's the difference to me. The, the the Black Lives Movement or, or the, the protests there, they're talking about equality and fairness in how people can are treated. Mm-hmm. So this is a change that could actually take place. The election, though, right, it was already stated multiple times, multiple platforms. There is not enough evidence to prove that there was fraud. So if that's the case, there is evidence of 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 unjust like behavior towards race people of race we know this we see this okay so so this whole concept of the the voting though mm-hmm. there wasn't enough to, to overturn it so in in other words your protest or your riot was going to lead nowhere there's nothing that was going to change the outcome so so to me it's like if you're saying is the voice of the unheard unheard trying to make a change for the good but in the end this electoral riot, it wasn't changing for, it wasn't going to happen regardless of what you did. All right. So I'll, I agree with you 99.9%. Okay. All right. So take the and, point one. What's your no, point? No, no, no. I don't even know if I can get to the point one because it's so high. I'm not even sure how to articulate the point one. But I do need to, I want to be fair and look at the other side. Sure. Because I agree with what you're saying. I, no, no, I 100% agree with what you're saying, right? I need, we need to make sure though, we're understanding the mentality of the other side. And that's why we have these conversations and dialogues because the two things don't seem the same. One's about racial uh, inequality, yeah. inequality. One's about an election. Yeah. However, they are taking it to deeper than election. They're taking it to, um, equality and freedom they're saying we we aren't equal because our votes and our voices aren't being heard so they do feel like there's an equality issue there all right 
Okay. Not based on race, based upon who they follow and based upon because we love Trump, we're seen as dumb or we're seen as this or we're seen as racist because we follow him. And so our voices aren't being heard. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what they're thinking. They're thinking this is an equality freedom thing. Okay. Also, their point, I don't agree with it. Their point is that the information is there, but that it's being suppressed. Okay. Okay. Now let's take a look at the, the racial equality side. Mm -hmm. There are some who would say that there is no real proof of systematic racism. There is no proof that some of those shootings were racially motivated. Mm -hmm. And we've even said, it's hard to know if they're racially motivated because the person didn't say, I'm shooting you because you're black. Correct. Now, now we can see the overarching evidence that seems to imply, well, this is happening more to this group, or not more, but on a greater percentage per capita. Right, regularly. Right. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't even say regularly because white people have been killed by cops. Right. And a good portion of them, but we're talking about per capita, we're talking about percentages, we're talking about those things where it seems to happen at a higher percentage to people of color. Right. Right. But there would be some that say, well, you have no real proof that that's racism. See, but... I'm just, I'm just saying... Right, right, right. And you're right. And I appreciate the fact that you're bringing the other side of the... And, 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 and we need to make sure that because if you tell someone, no, this is different because of this, this, and this, you're like, well, no, you're not seeing my side. You're not seeing the fact that there are people out there that are reporting they saw fraud, they saw this, but it's being suppressed by the mainstream media. That's what they're saying. So they're saying my voice isn't being heard. And in the Black Lives Matter movement, they're saying there's more of this that's being suppressed. What if there weren't video cameras? For years we've been saying this, but only now because there's video cameras and proof, can we prove it? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it becomes a slippery slope when you make these arguments because they're both making the same argument mm -hmm. about inequality, about not being heard. One's yeah. making it because of their uh, political affiliation. One's making it because of their race. I agreed with you in your assessment. No, no, I, and I get it, and I get where you're coming. And again, I appreciate you bringing up the other side of the argument and and looking for them. You're great at this, so I, I love that you do that. You have everyone in mind. Um, again, what 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 gets me though mm -hmm. is if you are encouraged to behave in a certain way to be heard, mm -hmm. I would expect that it is something that would, that would cause or, or something, or it is for a purpose that can change. But and, and, yeah, I get it. I don't, I don't think, I don't think they can change it, but they're being told that they have an opportunity to change it. Correct. By the person that is desperate trying to stay where they are. Right. But, but he's also giving them the information that they feel like they need, that they want. And, and, and let's face it. There were some black lives matter movements that were encouraged to be more aggressive. True. It, it wasn't the norm. Yeah. It yeah. was not at all the norm. Right. Right. But right. out of the thousands of, of protests, mm -hmm. there were some that started with the idea of, we need to take this by force. Correct. Well, I mean, it's the same thing, the same rhetoric Trump has been using, though. His rhetoric is, 
we do this by force. Now that he's lost, but it wasn't before. And, and here's my here's my biggest problem with the situation right now. Sure. So when when we first when this first happened the first night, yeah, I immediately went to MSN and CNN to see how they were reacting. Right, mm -hmm. and they were reacting exactly how they I thought they would react. This is terrible. These are these are rioters. These are you know um, terrorists. You know domestic terrorists. This is a coup. Right. Yeah. So then I went to Fox and I was like, I wonder what they're going to say. And to my surprise is that none of them condoned the behavior. None of them were saying, they were using the same words, by the way. They were using unpatriotic. They were using um, rioters, um, looters. They were using the terms. Even even some of them used thugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. They did. So they were using those terms and mm -hmm. I was like, okay. They're being fair with the terms they're being used because I did see on Instagram, and this is another thing about how do we process this? Mm -hmm. Not it was actually a Twitter feed from someone yeah. who showed a picture of a peaceful BLM protest, yeah, and the fact that they were called rioters, right? And then the the riots in D.C. right, and how they were called protests. To be fair, I never saw I, this was a, to me this was a, a Twitter feed that was inaccurate because I never saw someone calling that group protesters except for the group themselves. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep. yep like yep. I never saw any of the media, whether it was conservative media or liberal media saying these are patriots, right. these are protests, they're doing it for, you know, mm. I, I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah. And I don't think that that was so to me, that's another thing when we post these things, cause I saw several people post this picture mm -hmm. and to me, it's an inaccurate picture. Okay. Now I, I understand why they post it, uh, but it's an inaccurate post. And what it also does, and here's another reason why to me, um, protests in, that get out of hand, that become more, more aggressive mm -hmm. don't work is that then later on they posted in that thread, they posted, well, how about this picture? of a BLM one that had a burning building mm -hmm. or a protest to a, sh a shooting that turned into burning buildings or things and, and it had turned violent. They're like, oh, you forget about this, don't you? Right. These were the ones we were calling looters. Right. And so that's another reason why that doesn't work. So, so here's, 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 here's another challenge that, that I, I want to ask you yeah. to see what, what your take on this is. This whole feeling of being unheard when it comes to black lives mm -hmm. is something that has been going on for years. Sure. Years. I mean, we're talking decades, okay. right? Yeah. If the Trump supporters are saying we're not being heard. Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying. It's only for a few months. This has been like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, so my point is, okay. So, so this, this kind of, it challenges me a little bit because it's like okay now you know how we feel exactly and and you get to behave like this mm -hmm. in a couple of months mm -hmm. but yet you expect the people who've been oppressed for decades who were enslaved who had the jim crow laws who have not had the, the right opportunities historically i do feel like some of that is starting to change okay that over, and historically, there has been a system in place to keep them down. Yep. All right. For those of you who don't think it's happening now, I'm not saying it's happening now, even though I feel like it might be. <laughs> <laughs> historically, there's been system. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. 
However, no, not not even however. I do want to say, I wanted, I, I actually got a little lost, but I wanted to to complete my um, assessment. Your, your idea, yeah, go ahead. So, but the next day, I went back to Fox. Oh, okay. All right. And I still saw totally condemning, totally condemning. However, Tucker Carlson had a, had a, a take. Mm-hmm. And his take was basically this. He talked about the, the young lady who got shot mm-hmm. and said, imagine, he said, imagine if this was your daughter, what you would feel. How many, how many black or colored people in this country have said the same thing when a police shooting or one of theirs has died? Yep. Okay, first off, this is the way he starts. How would you feel? She looked like everyone else. She didn't look like one of these. And, and this is where it really started to get under my skin. He compared it to the Portland and Antifa stuff. Yeah. He didn't look like a, she wasn't wearing all black and stuff. She just looked like a normal person, which by the way, he's generalizing because some of those people in the protests were normal looking people. And what he is saying looks normal is what looks normal to him, to him by the yeah, way. That's his opinion, right. She was white and dressed in typical white garb yeah yeah so but he goes into this and and then he describes it and what does it matter if she wasn't dressed in all black it's still someone's daughter right so he goes into this thing about that and he's like you know i condemn it but i understand why it happened and we need to understand what happens to change it these people's voices aren't being heard they feel like the the vote was taken from them and so we need to make sure that we give them trust build trust in the system. So we have to, basically what he was saying is, so we have to address these and make sure that we go right. He was giving the Trump line Mm -hmm. to saying why this happened. Yeah. Tucker Carlson, I never heard him say the same thing when it came to black lives. And I'm not talking the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm just talking black lives. In general, yeah. People were not protesting over an election, they were protesting over their own lives. Exactly. And this is when it really, this is this was the time where I was like, you gotta be joking me. He's making the argument that the Black Lives uh, BLM movement was making, mm-hmm. but he discredited it then. But now he is using the same argument because someone who agreed with him was hurt. Yeah. So, so look, we're, we're, we're more than 40 minutes. Nah, in. We're, let's go. Now no, get this. No, 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 no. It's not about stopping. This is, this is about saying thank you for hanging with us as we process this, this far in. Right. Yeah. And I want to make sure that I say this. I haven't said it. Um, I want all voices, all races, all genders to be heard. And even all creeds. Yes. I, I want them all to be heard. We are, together in this we are living together in the amazing united states of america which gives us the freedoms to be able to be heard okay so let's just let me just put that out there so you understand where i stand Mm -hmm. okay now going to your point on tucker carlson Mm -hmm. this young lady was shot because she was in the wrong place at the wrong time I'm not condoning her being shot. But what did you expect when you bum rush the Capitol? So have you seen the video? Yeah. 
and there was a raw video that that came out okay. I, I haven't posted. i haven't like, seen the video i of saw that. the actual shooting of the woman yeah Right. So did it look like it was a bum rush at the time? They were trying to break in deeper into the Capitol. And it appears like um, she was getting closer to where the um, the senators were, right. apparently, before they were being or while they were being moved. They don't know like, the exact timing of when it was. But she was trying to break in along with the rest of the group. Right. So my point is you're at the wrong place at the very wrong time you were you had no business to be there so oh. i'm not saying so i'm not saying i'm not condoning the shooting yeah you know i'd rather not see the violence but what did you expect the people were afraid okay for their lives all right wonderful once again i want to look at the other side <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because i agree with you but that is the same argument that people have used in police shootings i get that the and same and that's yes. why that's why when we make these arguments for our side Later on, you got when we same. hear it against us, yes, we've got to make sure that we are consistent. Correct, and this is my point. And we talked about this because I have friends that are police officers. Mm -hmm. I had a family member that was a police officer. Mm -hmm. Right. My point is, I get it. These people want to get home at the end of the day, mm -hmm. so they are already in reddish alert. Like right off the bat, every time they start their shift. Because they don't know what's going to happen. So my point is, when you behave a certain way, you incite a certain reaction. Mm -hmm. Some of these shootings out of fear could take place, yes. But when someone's on the ground or someone has their back to you, mm -hmm. you know, and again, we don't have all the details right, in some right. of these Some shootings, of these situations right? were different. Not right. all the situations right. were completely so, different. Right. So yes, what I'm saying, so so what I'm getting at, let's be consistent also with the fact that w when we're not comparing apples to apples, then the statements do not always qualify. So what I'm trying to say is, yeah, how did we expect those officers in the Capitol building to react? We know you are not supposed to be in there. And, so, and, and so, I'll be honest, I'm surprised at how little <laughs> violence yeah. there was seeing that they were going into a Capitol building where politicians were in. Exactly. Are, usually have their own security detail. Exactly my point. This is what I'm getting at. This is yeah. why it baffles me how we got to this point. Because it should have they should have never been able to breach. Like, 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 th th it just doesn't happen. And this is, and this is exactly why I'm saying people expect a certain behavior based on race. Okay. And, and some would argue, some would argue, as I've heard it. Yeah. It's not based upon race. It's based on the history of what has happened at some of those events. Exactly. It has nothing but it to was do still, with race. No, 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 no. But you can't say that it's devoid of race or separate from race because in the end, if it was a quote-unquote black riot or black protest that had become riotous right or become became a riot mm -hmm. then history says this is how the black people are going to behave so even what do you though, mean this is how they're going to behave okay okay yeah. if if the the experience was that i was at a protest that turned a black protest that turned into a riot the mindset goes there. 
it goes there to say, you know what? This is my experience when black people protest. This is what I expect is going to turn into. So even though they say, oh, no, it's not, it doesn't have to do a race. Yes, it does. Because the experience and the history tells us that, that you know, more than likely at this particular type of protest, it's going to turn this way. So, so, so then my question is, one side says that's because that's what they do. They turn it. Correct. So, so, but this, this is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. This is exactly my point. They're saying, oh, no, it, the race has nothing to do. Yes, it does. If a black, see, this goes back to, to, the, to the conversation we had before. You can listen to it on the protest uh, episode, right? Where the idea is you kept reiterating time and time again, violence is not the way. And we kept saying, well, violence is not the way, but when you don't get heard, how do you expect people to react? And how do you expect them to behave for decades? Right. But if these decades, the historical facts are when these people, these particular people protest, this is what their protest turns into. Then in the end, how you behave and how you prepare for it is going to reflect. That is why when BLM had a march or protest in D.C., Mm -hmm. the National Guard was already there. Was that the first one though, and that's and here's the thing, the problem was is that we don't. Part of my problem is I like to have a full picture. Yeah, and I don't feel like we ever have the full picture. Correct. I do believe, in my heart, that if this was a BLM movement uh, protest, there would have been a lot more people there. There would have been a lot more security because historically we've seen it. Right. There, they wouldn't have stormed the Capitol building. Right. Um, I'm just telling you what the, what some arguments are is that it's because. So, so, so here, and I'm sorry to interrupt you again, but here's my point. Yeah. I want to get to the curfew. The curfew was set for 6 PM. Mm -hmm. How was it enforced? Because, because think about this. If a curfew is set, Mm -hmm. look how most people would behave. Most and I'm going to, I'm just going to say it. Most black people, mm-hmm. if there's a curfew set and there are repercussions for you being out, they are more likely to go home because they don't want to have the, the repercussions that could happen from them being out. All right. This is where I disagree with you. When, when, finish that, finish that right, right. comment. But then there was no... After they had already raided the Capitol building, mm-hmm. curfew was set. They were being pushed back. Mm-hmm. What happened to enforce the curfew? Are you talking about the enforcement or how people would react to curfew? Because well, I don't agree well, with you the, how people would react to curfew. Okay, I believe if so, someone's going to protest, I have seen other protests where a curfew is in place, yet they're still out of both of both uh, of of many races of all races. I if someone's going to protest, they will break the curfew. I've seen people break the curfew of, of, of both races. I also do believe that your typical white, middle-class, upper-class American, if a curfew is in place, yeah. they go home. <laughs> even if, so, even so, And they so, don't even have to have implications. They're, if if the government then, tells them to, they go home. But then, okay, so 
All right. So then I'll I'll adapt my statement because what you're saying is true. And I as I reflect, you're, you're right. But then here's the challenge, because earlier you said that a lot of these Trump followers are saying that they they feel like they were being called stupid and they were idiots and they were, you know, lower class. So we're talking about lower class people, middle class. Lower, no, no, no. no. And why I'm qualifying is this because what I think your argument may be, and, and this is what I'm trying to get to is the enforcement of the curfew, not who was out after curfew. Right. Because the enforcement of the curfew then speaks more to how, how after this event did they enforce the curfew? Cause I don't know how they did. Right. It sounds like you Me, do. No, 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 I don't. Oh, okay. And, and this is my point. This is what I'm getting at. And, and I wasn't necessarily trying to go down the road of uh, blacks. All blacks would have went home. That's not, and I know that as I was sharing, yeah. that was the thought. And that's what I said. Let me clarify, mm-hmm. right? What I'm, what I'm trying to say is how I've seen, we have seen more force used under certain protests mm-hmm. to enforce the curfew that we did not see after the Capitol building right. was raided. I, now and that, now, and, 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 that and I can agree with. And, now, and I'll get this. Yeah. They, these weren't just white people. They were black people. They were Hispanic people. You can see the pictures. Yeah. You can see the videos. This they were Trump has supporters of all races, mm-hmm. right? So 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 it's not even a black and white thing necessarily. But what I'm saying at a black protest mm-hmm. is is where I was trying to get at mm-hmm. that I wasn't clear, and I appreciate you pointing that out. At a black protest, the way they enforce these rules and these curfews seems to be mm-hmm. more assertive than they did. After the Capitol, the, I mean, we're talking about the Capitol building here. We're not talking about raiding through a city like Detroit. We're talking about the Capitol building well, even, of the United States of American government. Yeah, and even not at the Capitol building. So let me give you a stark interest. Now, once again, we're doing snapshots. We're taking snapshots. We know there's an overarching theme, but we need to make sure that we're thinking about this I don't know because some of the imagery is so so powerful. You saw one cop helping a lady down the stairs, holding her as she's leaving the Capitol building. Mm-hmm. Right now, she needed help. I don't have a problem with the cop doing that. Of course not. Right in, in helping, but we have there seen there to serve. We have seen other scenes, and and this is a little different as well. So I I want to be fair to the thing, but we saw the video of where an old man was in the way of the police, and they were telling him to go. And he was fighting back. I mean, he wasn't fighting back. He was kind of yelling. And they push him to the ground and he breaks open his head. Yeah. A little bit of a difference there. And I do believe there is a difference in how how they were approaching this issue and the threat level. I, I do yeah. think it, they did not find this to be a greater threat level even after, <laughs> you're right, even after the infiltration. The selfie picture that you showed me yeah. was done inside of the Capitol. Building. Yes. That this is what I'm that saying. makes no sense to me. And that's the thing we need to realize <laughs> is that the selfie was in the Capitol building after they had broken in illegally. It wasn't like, Oh, you want to come in? Sure. Come in. They broke windows in and doors in yes. to come in. They weren't invited in. It that's wasn't correct. an open session. Correct. They forced their way in. And after this, their selfies like, Oh, Hey, Awesome. Thanks for breaking in. Put me on your YouTube video. Yeah. Or, or your your social media platform. Anyway, so so this is what this is what gets again. It, all of this what it does for me is it just highlights what my professor said, which was there's not enough 
fairness and justice in this sin-riddled world to go around. So as Christians, you know, my mentality is we need to, instead of aligning ourselves with the kingdoms of this world, we need to align ourselves with the heavenly kingdom. And that's something that, man, we need to, we really need to sit down and, and, and listen, I believe we need to fight for injustice of all oppressed people. Yeah. The Bible I believe, tells us. I believe that that is a foundational principle way of Christianity. Jesus consistently um, quoted Isaiah 58. And if I, you have not read Isaiah 58, read Isaiah 58. But also, when Jesus quoted that, who was he talking about? He was talking about himself and the good news of the gospel, right? Yep. And he was saying what the gospel aligned itself with, right. which is helping the widows. It's right. helping the poor. It's being with those that are oppressed. It is this. This is goes hand in hand right. with the gospel. But the gospel is about Jesus Christ. Of course. The gospel isn't about the Republican Party, the Democratic Party. Correct. It's not about BLM. No. None of these institutions are going to save you or bring the justice you want or need. That's it. We're all hypocrites. Yeah. We all say something one day when it appeals to our worldview. Yep. And we're seeing it right now in the politics. Yep. We're seeing if it appeals to my worldview, well, then I'm going to give the same justification that I said didn't apply when it didn't fit my worldview. Yep. And I need to make sure that listeners be fair in your conversations. Yep. Make sure that you're not using the same terminology that when used against you you don't like, mm -hmm. but the, like you said, Isaiah 58 is the only way is through Jesus Christ. Yep. Does that mean we don't fight for justice? No, we fight for justice where we can, but yep. the only true way is the kingdom of heaven, not these earthly kingdoms. Amen. Christians, Adventists, if you are fighting for a worldly politician, you are wrong. Mm -hmm. We need to be fighting for Jesus Christ and his gospel. Amen. That's Plain right. and simple. If anyone says we need to take something by force, that is not the way of the gospel. That's not how Jesus did it, no. Nope. The gospel is all about choice. Mm -hmm. And your choice will one day bring the judgment of God, who is the only one who should be judging us. Amen. And to me, anytime force is used, we have failed the gospel, even if we're doing it for the right reason. Yep. If I am marching for liberation of a black man, but it... I go into violence, I have destroyed the gospel. Mm -hmm. If I am marching for a political view that actually fits my religious worldview, mm -hmm. but it leads me to violence, I am wrong. Mm -hmm. The only violence Jesus did was to himself, was allowed violence to be done for him, to him. Yep, and for those of you who want to <laughs> use the experience of him overturning tables in the sanctuary, that is a completely different situation. And it was religious leaders, and he wasn't violent towards them, by the way. <laughs> and it was in his temple. That is correct. The temple of his father. His so there is a lot of <laughs> intricacies that were there. Yes, he did show um, anger. Yes. But it was godly anger, and none of us have godly anger. Righteous indignation <laughs> is... I do not have. Whew. My yeah. indignation is bad. <laughs> Now, now, Curcio's pretty good. He has some no, good indignation. He's a good man. No, I, I mean, if you if you've been listening to to us process, you know, right out, like even in our other episode of processing a shooting, you see where I stand, you know, and but then I also ask God to help me uh, reflect His love because in the end, I do believe that love conquers all. 
I, I do believe that. And love doesn't use force because it doesn't seek its own. You and know. we're talking about God's true love. Yeah. God's true love actually does hold people accountable many times and does call them to do things that they think are uncomfortable. Yep, because the fulfillment <laughs> of the law yes. is represented in how we treat one another. All right, let me, uh, let me ask you this. Where, where do we go from here, man? As a people, where do we go from here? How do we, how do, we do this? As a people, Christians? Or you're I mean, talking we've talked about, about that just... a little bit already. I'm just saying... Yeah, I look. Th- this it, it's difficult. I for me personally, mm-hmm. I can only speak for me, right? This just encourages me to turn my eyes on Jesus, and I don't want to be a cliche, but this just encourages me to say, you know what? This world continues to just surprise me mm-hmm. with how crazy it can get. It encourages me to turn my eyes more to Jesus and say, you know what, Lord, I need to draw closer to you. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure that my relationship with you is solid Mm -hmm. because in the end, this ire is going to be turned towards me. Mm -hmm. And if you deem that I should be alive to see this, Mm -hmm. I want to be able to stand for him, even if it costs me my life. And that's where I go from here. And the truth is, I don't feel that that my relationship with God is that solid right now that I could go the distance. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I I remember growing up, I'd be like, I'm one of those who's saying, Lord, I don't have to see the end. Put me to sleep. It's the easy way out mm. because the dead know nothing. So immediately, the next thing you see is Jesus' face. And I'm saying right now, Lord, I I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to. I don't want to be or find myself without faith in the last days, like you say in Revelation. Mm-hmm. I want you to find faith in me, and I need to build that now before the ire turns to me. Yeah. Here are a couple of things I've learned, and I've been learning this all throughout the time we've been doing this podcast as sure. well, especially with things like clickbait. I, I want to be able that I'm being fair to the situation as a whole. Yeah. That is something that I'm learning to do. You do a good job at that. And not jumping to conclusions based upon a quote mm-hmm. or based upon an initial statistic or an initial report. Yeah. I want to have conversations with people and be able to, to hear them and listen to them. Yeah. Even if I disagree with them. Yeah. I want, and, and here's something else that I've kind of learned through looking at all the Instagram and Twitter things. Be careful what I say and post because even if you post like a true, a true comment Mm -hmm. and you're forwarding it from someone else, look at the history of that person and make sure that that whole worldview is one that's uplifting to others. Mm -hmm. For instance, I saw one that was about Trump and it it was true. It was a very true cartoon. It was a cartoon about the injustice and the inequality and the hypocrisy. But then I went to that person's Instagram site and looked at the rest of them. And I noticed that his agenda was pure and simple, just trashing, trashing, trashing Trump and his supporters. Oh. And that's not an open dialogue. Right. That doesn't bring anyone to the gospel. <laughs> it pushes people away. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And some of the things he said were downright rude and crude. Yeah. And it's funny how we're willing to say rude and crude things about other people, but when they're said about us, 
we don't like it. Yeah. So be careful even what you post and share about other people. Make sure that, you know, maybe you can recouch it in your own words or say, hey, listen, I'm going to paraphrase something I heard from another person and not give credit. I, 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 I'm just learning these things. These are things that I'm learning and how to approach this situation. <clears throat> but most of all, man, you know, like you said, I want. I just want to echo your thoughts. We need to make sure that we are centered on the gospel, pure and simple gospel. And and the gospel stands up for everyone. Jesus stood up for people who were sinners, who he didn't always agree with, yeah. on on a religious level and political level. Yet he extended grace to everyone. I want to be like that, even at the risk of people telling me I'm a, <laughs> I'm a traitor or a jerk. Because let's face it, when you, make, when you make certain statements, you're like, well, yeah, but they did this. But yeah, we all do it. Yeah. And, that, and that's something we need to learn. Listen, this was a crazy time. Yeah. I mean, look, there's one more thing I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, say it. My heart goes out to the police, mm -hmm. to the Capitol Police, to the National Guard, all these people. Who were standing there and getting yelled at for being traitors hmm. and all of these things. And which is interesting because they got called traitors for a different reason a few months ago. That is correct. There's no winning. There's no winning for them. <laughs> so my heart goes out to them. And I appreciate, you know, our servicemen and women. Mm -hmm. And they're in a no they're in a lose lose. They're in a no win <laughs> circumstance. And for them to, to, to be on the front lines literally and try to, to bring law and order, right? I just wanted to say thank you to them. And if if you're listening and you're one of those or you have a family member, you know, that, that is just know that we do. I'm speaking for PJ here. I know that I should, but we... Stop speaking for you. Don't assume. <laughs> uh, we do appreciate what you guys do. And um, I, I actually prayed for the the officers on Wednesday because I would just I felt bad for them I yeah. felt bad for them because it's hard yeah. to do what they're doing and, and in all honesty as hard as this is we should be praying for the protesters as well yeah L listen sin puts us all in interesting positions when we don't feel like we're being heard um you know, I appreciate, I even appreciate people who think differently than me, even when oh, yeah. it's almost at my core. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had wonderful conversations with those. And I want you to know that we appreciate all of our listeners. We, yes, we do. We want you to um, have dialogues that are, are true to your heart, but lead people to the gospel. That's it. <laughs> know the intent with which you're sharing your information mm, and your thoughts. That's the, the great takeaway from this conversation is just have a goal, a direction, and a clear purpose. And, and, and may the goal be for, and here's something that I, I try to do, because sometimes I do have a goal for my purpose. So if, if, if I'm talking to someone who's maybe doesn't believe that racism exists, I might have a conversation with them trying to, uh, the intent of setting them straight and, and helping the oppressed. Yeah. But my goal should be greater than that. It should be not only for helping the oppressed, but helping the person who I'm standing with, who I disagree with. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. 
Because sometimes, oh yeah, I, I know my purpose. It's to do the Lord's work and to stand up for the oppressed. But we don't realize that in this sinful world, we're actually all oppressed. That's right. The Pharisees didn't realize it. Yep. They were oppressed and they didn't know it. That's right. That's right, because that's what sin does. It mm. oppresses. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what else to say. I mean, there's so much more on my brains, but we could probably sit here for three hours and, and rant and rave and go into other things. <laughs> yes, we can. But this was our initial uh, process with you. We don't we don't know what's going to happen uh, next week. We might record a, a follow-up on this, or we may give you the regularly scheduled program, which we already have in the can. By the way, if next week you hear that it's episode whatever this one is, Forgive us. It was supposed to be, but we felt like we really wanted to talk about this. So thank you for your understanding on that. Yeah, yeah. You guys have been uh, amazing. You, you've been great hanging with us uh, through the highs and the lows, and you're growing with us, and we appreciate that because that's what we asked <laughs> every time we, we have these episodes, you know, that we grow together. So that's obviously happening, and we thank you for uh, walking along with us and enjoying this ride. So do you want to pray for us, PJ? Yes, I do. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, an interesting week, an interesting start to a year after an interesting year. <laughs> yeah. But Lord, I just know uh, that you are still on your throne Amen. and you are still in control. Yes, you are. Even when it's hard to hear and hard to say, even when bad things are happening. Uh, Lord, give us faith in you. Yes. Lord, pepper us with your love, with your grace for all those around us. Lord, may we condemn the things we need to condemn, mm -hmm. and may we praise the things we need to praise. Yes. May we not be afraid to stand up for the truth, but may we always do it in grace and love. May we always yeah. do it with the intent to spread the gospel, Amen. not to demonize our neighbor, but to lift them up to you. Always. Lord, you have been so good to us. You have been so gracious to us, and we yeah. thank you for that. Be with us all as we have conversations and dialogues with others. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Grace and peace to you all. This is PJ, and I'm out. PK here. Many blessings. Till next time.